BDO's core purpose is helping people thrive every day. And this podcast is intended to do just that. We cover a variety of topics from the recruiting process to life at BDO, building your personal brand, and more in hopes that college students and recent grads will thrive as they navigate their own path from campus to career. The podcast is for educational purposes and unrelated to BDO job openings. Welcome back to our business acumen series of the Students Who Know podcast. Campus recruiter Lindsay Fisher is back to host, and our special guest for today's episode is TAC senior Nick Kukul. Keep listening to hear Lindsay and Nick explore several methods for time management that can result in more productive and balanced work weeks. Thank you, Karina, for the introduction, and thank you to Nick for joining me on the podcast today. Oh, thanks so much for having me. So in today's episode, we're going to be discussing several strategies for improving your time management. And I think this is a great topic to cover because these methods we're going to share today can not only improve how efficiently you work, but also how you can get things done outside of work and achieve goals that you have for your personal life. And I do want to point out that these goals are not designed to have you kind of maxing out your productivity, but we're sharing them because they help you be more efficient with your time and just help you be more intentional with managing your daily and weekly calendar. Yeah, for sure. Getting into the public accounting field, planning your week was one of the most important things that I've found either on a Friday before you get off or a Monday morning right when I get on to kind of work or even during busy season on a Sunday night when I'm working. If I know what I'm going to do for the week and I know these big points that I need to hit, it makes my life so much less stressful and the anxiety level goes down. So basically, I look at it like big rocks. So I say that I have a meeting at 10 a.m. I have to get this tax return done by 1 p.m. I need to have a meeting with my team at 4 p.m. If I've got all these different rocks on my list for one day, and then I spread that out over the week, and then Tuesday, I've got stuff, and Wednesday, and vice versa, it really helps me like, oh, well, I have free time here to work on other stuff, or I can send an email here. It works really nicely that way. No matter what job you're in, whether you're a student right now, there uh-huh. are, of course, big rocks for everyone. But I think in public accounting, especially, there's so many big rocks because it's really deadline-driven, probably one of the most deadline-driven in- industries. Absolutely. That's one thing. It took me a little while to learn and actually parse out like prioritizing something versus planning. I know that this needs to be done then. And if I have it on my calendar and if I put it there, I actually need to do it and it needs to be done by then. And it helps with getting my week done and it alleviates stress for me. Yeah. For me, I think the biggest place that I struggle with planning my week is that I use my work calendar to prioritize my big rocks and kind of look at my deadlines. What do I have that I need to get done? But then it's when you have to leave the space for the incoming, I know we call them pebbles. I think it's really important to realize when you are planning your week that it's unrealistic to fill up your entire week with big rocks. You can't say, okay, Wednesday, I'm going to work on this big rock in the morning, then have lunch, and then I have my big rock, and I'll finish two big projects that day. And there's going to be meetings, there's going to be fire drills, there's going to be calls or socializing that just comes up that you can't plan for. And so I think it's just more realistic and more beneficial at the beginning of the week to just block those times that you will have those interruptions come in. Exactly, because they're always going to happen. In a perfect world, I would say, I want to do this for four hours, eat my lunch, do this for four hours, eat my dinner, do this for two hours, (laughs) finish my day. But then, yeah, you've got your managers and the partners and even some of the associates that I work with, they're always asking questions. And then you're getting asked where this is and that is. And like you said, it's pebbles. They're just throwing them at you all the time. You have to make time for those because 
unfortunately, they're there, but fortunately, they get the job done. If you take the 10 minutes to help somebody do their job now, they're going to be able to do it later. And it's going to give you more time to do your big projects later. Right. The pebbles aren't necessarily a bad thing. It's just kind of learning how to balance the pebbles and the big rocks, your big projects with everything else. Absolutely. Yeah. And kind of switching gears to we planned our week out. You noted those times where you need to get the big ticket items done. And then for me, I also plan my day. It's really important for me to make a to-do list and block out and use my calendar, my planner, all the things, sticky notes, (laughs) everything. Yeah, I do it all. uh, Yeah, to plan my day and try to get as much as I can done within my time window for work. And we wanted to introduce three kind of main methods that you can use to plan out your day. You may be doing some of these things already and just not known that there's kind of like a formal name for them, but it's just a good refresher. And maybe it'll give you an idea of something that you hadn't tried yet that might work better for you. The first is the time blocking method. And I think Nick, you and I both do this, but It's where you block time on your calendar to work on those big rock items. And that's more of like a proactive block. So if you know, I have a big team meeting this day, then I need to work on something. That's a big rock. I need to get it done. But then there's also times throughout the day that you should block time to check your voicemail, respond to phone calls, respond to email. And that's more of a reactive block. And that's something that I realize I really need to do. And something I need to change about how I structure my day is that I kind of live out of my inbox. And so when I have my, you know, my inbox of my email, when something comes in, I feel like I'm having those reactive blocks all day, and I don't actually have set time for that. And so that's something I want to change about how I prioritize going forward. Absolutely. I'm really good at the big rock part and I'm really bad at the reactive block part. Yeah, like I, I think that's the like, hardest part because you want to stay communicated and think, I want people to know me kind of in my work style for responding quickly and getting back to them. But Exactly. <laughs> you almost feel like you're ignoring somebody if they're shooting you an IM or an email and it's like, oh, well, if I just took the 20 minutes to finish my big task and then I had that time for a half an hour after set, oh, I'll respond to every single email, every single IM that I got during this time it would make it better. But then I jump out of my big rock, I send that email, and then it takes me five minutes to get back into what I was doing. And it slows the whole process down. Exactly. So then the next method is the most important task method or MIT. And this is where you would determine one to three tasks that are really essential for you to get done that day. And make sure you get the most important one done first in your day at the time when you're most productive. I've realized if I have more daunting tasks or really tasks I need to buckle down and get done and they're a high priority, I need to do that in the morning as I'm drinking my coffee before you know, I kind of start checking my email. Like I really need to get it done first. But for some people, that might be later afternoon. That might be right after lunch. You know, it just depends. Yeah, I get my most important stuff done between the hours of 9 and 11 p.m. The flexibility of our schedule here allows me to do that. And so if I know that I need to do something and it needs to get done, I'll try and wait until everybody else is logged off for the day so that I'm not getting those pebbles thrown at me. And I feel like I'm super efficient when nobody else is around and I can get that stuff done. So if I'm waiting for something in the middle of the day, I can take a small break. I can go take a walk. And then I use that time that I lost in the middle of the day later in the day when I know I'm going to be more efficient. Yeah, you brought up a good point that made me think so Sometimes I do that when I have things to do and I just need to work when no one is emailing me, contacting me, I'll do it at night or even on the weekend. And I don't necessarily want to work on the weekend, but I just feel like I can get more done and be more productive and not be interrupted. And so I think something that I want to try doing going forward is actually 
closing down my email, maybe even signing off of our IM system and kind of going dark for an hour, an hour and a half and just getting my tasks done. And if someone really needs to reach me, they could call me or it'll be fine. You know, I need to get my work done. And so that's something that I want to do so that I can kind of pretend that no one's reaching out to me so I can really focus. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head there. That's exactly what it is. When all those little things are coming in, they distract you. But if you find that time where either no one's going to bother you or you block yourself off from that distraction, perfect. Yeah. It works great. Yeah. And then our last technique for, I guess, planning your day is the Pomodoro technique. And this is where you would choose one to two tasks that you really need to focus on. And you block your calendar 25 minutes, half hour at a time with maybe five to 10 minutes free time in between each block to kind of reset or maybe check your email at that time, check your phone. And then during those work times, those half hour time blocks, you know, you could set a timer on your phone, maybe shut down your email, really try to minimize distractions, turn your phone on silent, or some people like to listen to a podcast, listen to music, whatever it may be, but it's just really like short bursts of focus time throughout the day. This is the one that I think I'd like to try the most. I don't know if it will work for me, but I think it's a really interesting idea that I hadn't heard before. And I'm really interested to try because I'm listening to stuff all day. I can throw on some background noise for 25 minutes and hopefully it makes me more productive. I don't know if it will, but I think it's a good thing to try for me who hasn't tried it yet. Yeah. I think what's really neat about these techniques too is that you can kind of combine them. So for me, I'm thinking that I might do the most important task method to start my day and then maybe the afternoon where I need to still focus, but I have trouble focusing kind of after that lunch, that tired lull or I need a second cup of coffee, that's where I might do the Pomodoro. So I kind of have short bursts of focus and compartmentalizing, you know, each project or task I need to work on. Definitely. I guess ways that I make myself more effective, efficient for the day is like I said earlier, I'm a notepad person. I block my calendar off in Outlook as much as I can, but I'm writing down, I need to get this done, this done, this done. I basically make a checklist. I make a to-do list on a legal pad that sits next to me all day. And I'm putting sticky notes all over my monitor screen, just as like little notes. And it basically, it helps me prioritize the things that I want to do. Like I'll even put it in like a one, two, three, four, five bullet list. And I'll be like, I need to get this return done today. I need to send this email to the client. I need to get this open items list out, like vice versa. And it just helps me get through my day. And I think all of this stuff helps me because I'm kind of an anxious, stressful person is <laughs> it alleviates the stress. It alleviates the anxiety that I feel on a day-to-day basis. And I know that I need to know what's going on at all times. And if I don't, it makes me anxious. So writing it all down definitely helps me. Uh, I never used to be the sticky note person, but since we've been working pretty remotely for the past year, I actually have the sticky notes all over my monitor. I'm a very visual person. And so I like to take the sticky note, crumple it up, throw it away once I've completed the task. But you know, there's so many ways that you can kind of use your to-do list. Some people use it in OneNote or Excel or just standard kind of checklist. When do you write your daily checklist? Some people do it right in the morning or the night before, kind of preparing for the next day. I think when I'm hitting stuff between 9 and 11 at night, that's when I'll do it. That's basically my wind down. I enter my time for the day and I basically say, all right, I got this done today. I need to get these three things done tomorrow. So it's either then or it's first when I'm getting up for the morning before I even log on. I kind of type it in my password. I'm waiting for the computer to log on. That's where I'm like jotting everything down. And then when I get into my Outlook, I look at, oh, I have a meeting at 10 today. So I've got to block that off. So I can't work then. I can't do one of those things then. But that's my thing. It's mostly at night, but sometimes in the morning when I've been lazy at night. 
Yeah, I tend to like to make my to-do list the night before so that I know what to expect when I log on. Because before I have my cup of coffee in the morning, I'm a little (laughs) too tired to make my to-do list and make sure I'm getting all my tasks on there, making sure I don't miss anything. But I think one thing that is a really good idea to do when you're making that list is, of course, prioritizing it, but then assigning time estimates, which I never really thought to do before. But like you said, if you wake up and the first meeting you have is at 10 and you sign on at 8, okay, what can I get done in those two hours to check as many things off my list? If you want to do it like that, or if it's a big ticket item, you know, you can do it in two hours. You maybe want to assign that as your first item of the day. So that's important to look at too. Definitely something I should look into doing because that's where I'm all over the place. I never Mm -hmm. can estimate my time correctly. And then it's like, oh, I definitely have time to do this. Three hours later, I didn't have enough time to do that. And I'm (laughs) still working on it. But yeah, that's something I should definitely be doing. And then also kind of, I eat a little later of lunch. I'm usually eating lunch between one and two. I'll kind of take my middle of the day assessment where I'm kind of like, oh, I got this, this and this done in the morning or I got this done. I had this meeting. I helped this intern with the software or whatever. I still need to get done items two, three and four on my to do list. Can I reasonably get those done the rest of the day or do I need to call an audible and move number four to tomorrow because it is kind of reshuffle? Exactly. Yeah. And that happens with me every single day. It's like, I want to get all five of these things done. And then one of those pebbles comes in that's way more than a pebble and ends up being one of the big rocks that I didn't know about. Then I've got to shift items three and four from my list to tomorrow because they were things I wanted to get done, but they weren't super priority. Yeah, I think it's important to call out that you have to be flexible with your schedule, even though we're talking about all these ways you can kind of create a good plan for your day and your week. You just have to know that things will get shifted around and you're going to have to adjust. But as long as you kind of have that reactive time that you can make time for those pebbles. And this actually is a good transition into protect your time, even when those pebbles come up. If someone on your team is IMing you or emailing you, calling you and saying, Hey, can you touch base on something real quick? And if it's really a time when you are focused and you are making good progress on your big task, You have to sometimes say, you know, I actually have no time right now, but I can make time for you at two o'clock this afternoon, or I'm in the middle of something and I just really want to finish it because I have a deadline coming up. But I do have like five minutes right now, if we can connect then to kind of set like that parameter that I'm busy, but I'll take the time, but just know it has to be a short call. So just being mindful that even if it's your manager, there are times where it's appropriate. You can even, you know, kind of push back on them and just say, I'm working on this. And that's important to do too, is to protect your time throughout the week. Yeah. When I first started a couple of years ago, I was like, every time my manager messaged me, I wanted to get right back to them. (laughs) Like I was so nervous about not getting back to them, but they're people too. They get it. They were in our shoes one time. They get that we're not just working for them. We have Mm -hmm. projects with other managers. We have projects with other departments, yada, yada. They get it that sometimes, Hey, I'm working on this other project. Can I get back to you in an hour? Or can I get back to you later this afternoon when I have more time? I mean, I had to do that this morning where one of our interns needed help with a software thing. And I was like, hey, I've got a meeting at 10 and 11. I'll be in those meetings for an hour each. What's your schedule like for the rest of the day? Oh, you have a meeting until 1215. Oh, well, then we'll meet at 1230 and we'll sit down for a half an hour before I go into my one o'clock. So it's like everybody's schedule ends up intertwining at some point. And it's just finding that time to where, oh, yeah, I got out of my meeting 15 minutes early, but you're in a meeting now, too. 
So now that I have time, you might not have time. So it's getting everybody on the same page is tough. But that's where a lot of our different ways of communicating where we have our emails, our IMs, our phone calls. If we fingers crossed when COVID is finally over, we can get back to in-person meetings. Our biggest thing is we have all those different ways to communicate. And some of them are more important. Some of them are less formal, more formal, stuff like that. Yeah, you can think about what is the best way to communicate this information to share this information so that it doesn't waste your time, your coworkers time. It's just more efficient with everyone works with your schedule. And is it setting up a quick meeting? Is it jumping on a quick phone or video call? Is it just an IM? Or is it like a longer email? So whatever it may be. But I think that's good to think about how you build that into your schedule too. Exactly. And an example of that is I was working on a client yesterday and I'm having a tough time getting our retained earnings to roll. If you're listening to this, you probably understand at least a little bit of what that means. <laughs> but I had to ask one of our other seniors for a hand. So it's I could either shoot him an IM and just be like, hey, do you have five minutes? But I think this is going to be longer than a five minute call. And even though he's a good friend of mine and we went to college together, I shot him an email. I was like, hey, I need help with this. It's going to take a little while. Do you have time on your calendar to sit down with me for an hour to work this out? And even though I could have just texted him that or I could have I am it to him, I thought that an email was probably the best way to do it because if it's an instant message, he might think he has to respond right away. But mm-hmm. I didn't need his help right this second. So if I could get it on his calendar for tomorrow or Monday or whenever, it was the easiest way to go. And within an hour, he shot me an email back. Hey, yeah, put some time on my calendar. It's updated as much as it can be. And we'll get it knocked out. And so that was like, even though he's a friend of mine and I could have just shot him a text message, I felt that emailing him was a better way to do that. So he didn't feel pressured to immediately respond. Yeah, it's interesting how our different ways of communication at work just flow right into how we plan our day, how other people plan their day. So it's one and the same. Exactly. Yeah. And that's like, I'm so worried about my day, but I know that I'm not the most busy person in the office. And my time isn't more important than theirs. That's one thing that I've learned over the past year is I'm not the center of everybody's attention. I need to work around you too. (laughs) I can't be like, oh no, I have this problem. Drop everything and help me right now. All right. Well, I think with that, we can go ahead and wrap up with today's episode. I thought this was a great conversation. So thank you so much, Nick, for joining me. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks for uh, doing this. I think it's a really good resource for for anything. I mean, I need to plan my day every day. So it definitely helped me with time management. Yeah. And even if you're further along in your career, like, you know, Nick or myself, I think it's just good to have these refresher discussions and kind of thinking about actually what techniques and just being more mindful. I think we can get into the weeds of the busy work week and month and then they kind of goes by and you haven't really changed how you structure your day or those strategies. So I know this was really beneficial for me to talk about too. Absolutely. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast Students Who Know on iTunes or Spotify. You don't want to miss out. And for more information on careers at BDO, go to our website, www.bdo.com slash careers and follow hashtag BDO intern life on your favorite social channels.